Hello, and welcome to episode 77 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And I almost got the episode number wrong. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't be the first time. Wouldn't be, be the, the first time. time. So we're recording this a little early. We're recording this on release day for Core 21 on Arena. June 25th, yeah. Yeah. I'm getting the black screen. James is not. Yeah, I played uh, three sealed events so far. Yeah, I've done like a draft and a half. So, uh, so far, so good. Other than every so often my game crashes. But hey. Hey. Yeah. So Those are the breaks, I guess. Th- those are the breaks. <laughs> so if you'd like to tweet at us your current uh, Core 21 experiences, you can get at us at Casual Tripod. On Twitter, right? On Twitter, yes. Yeah. You can also get at us on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. As always, you can drop us a line at show at casualtryhardmtg.com if you want to send us an email. We have our Discord up and running. We got a bunch of really cool people hanging out in there. If you want to join that, you can follow the link in the description. There's also a pinned link on our Twitter page and our Facebook. If none of those work for you, I can send you a personal link if you get a hold of me. So Ooh. do that. Come hang out with the cool kids. Don't forget about our TCG player affiliate link if you're looking to pick up any Core 21 stuff. Or this episode's going to be about Jumpstart if you want to get any Jumpstart stuff. Um, you can follow the link in the description or just go to tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Anything you purchase after following that link will get a very small cut of. Helps keep the show rolling pay for our hosting fees and equipment yada 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 if you would like to support us a little bit more directly you can do that at patreon patreon.com slash casual tryhard mtg i post up our show notes usually about 24 hours before the show goes live although i can't always guarantee that but i try and get up get them up there that way you get a little sneak peek about what we're going to be talking about that week we also started recording our pre-show ramblings which can be about absolutely anything so if you want to hand up uh hear us ramble about who knows what uh sign up for a patreon and you get access to those too i usually post those pretty quick when they're available so they'll be out like a day or two before the actual episode is the the limiting factor is me sending it to him right yeah (laughs) we also have a uh, patreon only finance room in our discord channel where we talk about specs and you know how we're moving cards and you know anything kind of mtg finance related so that's kind of a useful resource as well that maybe you've got an interest in uh signing up for patreon will you know get you an invite to that as well so a couple little perks about helping us support the show it's always good yeah we also have a youtube channel are we gonna do anything for core 21 for youtube we probably should i mean we should so yeah we'll we'll come up with something for you the last thing that went up is our video episode so yeah our core 21 episode yep so that is pretty much raw unedited us our friend Juan that helps us out with our video episodes was otherwise occupied this go around so this was all us and boy can you tell hey hey we got video <laughs> no we did a good job it's a great episode it's just not a you know it doesn't have all the bells and whistles that Juan usually throws in there for yes. us your audio was mostly synced up <laughs> It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. I just move my lips a lot. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it was like a Godzilla movie at times, but it's (laughs) fine. At least I got caught up. Yes. 
All right. So we're going to focus on this new kind of never done before product called Jumpstart. Yeah, there's a, a whole lot of unknowns. There's still some unknowns. We're trying to get uh, this episode recorded, recorded a little bit early, and we ended up having to push it back a little bit because we were waiting for the arena state of the game to hopefully answer some of our questions. And it answered some of them, but not all of them. So we'll have to wait for actual release to see see how this is for real going to play out on Arena. So what's Jumpstart? So Jumpstart is a kind of pre-constructed kind of draft product. It's kind of somewhere in the middle between constructed and limited. Yeah. Where... Have you ever played uh, Smash Up? I have not. Okay. It's kind of like Smash Up. Okay. So <laughs> Jumpstart is you buy two packs, or mm-hmm. if you're playing playing with a friend, you buy like four. Mm-hmm. You open the outer package, and there's an inner wrapper that tells you what theme that pack has. Right. And so you can look at your four packs and be like, oh, I want to be gom- goblin zombies. You Ooh, should be, zombies. yeah, you should be cat dog. Sure. And so you shuffle the goblins and the zombies together. Your opponent shuffles the cats and the dogs together. And they're 20 card packs that include lands. So yeah, all so you have there's to... like six or seven lands in a pack, I think. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, so you shuffle them together and now you can play. Mm-hmm. And Wizards was wanted to come up with a product that gave you the draft feel, but without having to draft? Yeah, something like that. This is supposed to be kind of new player friendly. The themes are reasonably straightforward. The interactions are reasonably straightforward I guess I mean there's some complicated cards but for the most part the decks do what you think they would do and these kind of are pseudo taking the place of the learn to play decks I think that most you know LGS's get for free and to teach people how to play this is basically like buying two packs of this is kind of like getting a welcome deck the cards are better and there's cards that are worth money in these whereas welcome decks are mostly not but the themes are straightforward, and I think they're kind of meant to get people in the game. One of the statements that Wizards has said was that they found that new players, like getting into Limited, didn't really know what they were doing. So like the draft portion, which is my favorite part, like playing garbage Limited games is not me, but I love actual drafting. New players would just kind of skim over that, and they'd open their first pack and say, oh, hey, I got a goblin. And then they would just draft everything that's a goblin and wouldn't worry about what their deck looked like or if you had a proper curve or even if you had creatures in it. They just you know, would take everything on theme. And they weren't really having a good experience doing that. So Wizards was trying to come up with a product that would get players more used to playing limited a little bit without the giant hurdle of learning how to draft. Yeah, so... I think we have on here a story of like someone who takes their goblin and yeah. then takes cards that have goblins in the pictures, but right. aren't actually goblins. Yeah. I played against someone who took, I forget what it's like, 
one of the red deal four to a flyer or something and it's like a picture of a goblin like writing a sail or something and yeah. on turn two he tried to cast his goblin creature right and i was like it's not a not a creature but right. it has a goblin on it cool yes yeah. but not a creature right so like that is a problem i don't know like part of me is like at some point you just have to learn Right, but like you could use this to teach somebody the game, so yeah. it kind of takes the slot of the welcome decks, but isn't actual garbage. We still have we have the planeswalker decks for this set, so it doesn't really address that issue. But these could also take the place of the planeswalker decks, and this is a good way. Like, there's value in it, so you can you know t- teach somebody the game, and you know them walk away with cards that they could either trade for cards to build their first deck or sell back to the store for cards to build their first deck and then hopefully transition them into like being a limited player yeah. or constructed player or whatever. So with all of that, the current TCG price point is not super welcoming. I don't know if that's actually the price. I, I had uh, asked our LGS owner today what pricing on this would be, and he said he wasn't sure yet. The only jump start that he has was the uh, BioBox promo packs. Gotcha. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you knew this or not. When you buy a box of Core 21, you get two jump start packs. Okay. That was kind of buried in one of Wizards. Announcements? Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, Right now on TCG, so the boxes are 24 packs. Mm -hmm. And right now the market normal price is $145. For a box? For a box. But there is like, there is one that's like $128 plus $15 shipping. So I guess about the same. It's about like one, a little over $140. For twenty four uh, packs. What's the price on a pack on TCG right now? When I was writing this, it was hovering rate market price was right around nine dollars a pack. Nine fifty. Okay. I laugh. That, that seems high. Like this this for what this product is trying to do, that price point seems kinda high. Yeah. I mean, it kind of strikes me as it should be like a four dollar a pack product. Yeah, I, I mean you're getting twenty cards, but you're getting five extra lands so you're really only getting 15 cards still yeah like you're not getting you know it's not like they're selling you more actual like cards right because like they're, they're just giving you basics yeah because i mean real talk if someone was like i need basic lands i've got a box of like four thousand right under a bed i will give you yeah. some lands for free yeah they won't be full art well, there'll be some random cons lands, but I've got <laughs> well, some I mean, lands for you. these aren't full art either, though. Yeah, but I mean, I've got some lands for you. So yeah, the lands yeah. don't really move the needle. Yeah, I mean, like, I would be happy with this product probably around, like, if if they were going to charge a premium for it, I would probably pay, like, six bucks a pack, but I think nine's a little. Nine's yeah. kind of pushing it for what you get. I was going to say, six dollars, like, you could, I think you can convince someone to separate themselves from 10 to 15 dollars right. for, like, you know, this experience, mm-hmm. but especially like a new player, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's gonna be hard to get a new player to be like, give the man $20 right, for two packs of random cardboard. Right. And but, you don't get sleeves and you don't get play mat and you don't get dice and you don't get yeah. any of the other stuff you need to play. But like, Hey, give the man $10. I think that you can, you know, 
make that that's a little more tenable to get your friend to cough up 10 bucks to play mm-hmm. to like try to learn how to play yep so there are gonna be no foils in this set yeah that's kind of weird it is like they like jam foils and everything so it's kind of weird that they're yeah. just not doing foils in this mm-hmm. yeah so they just want you to like grab some stuff shuffle them together and go nuts and have a good time yeah, I mean, it strikes me as pretty casual, but I think you could run events for Jumpstart, too. Yeah, I mean, it just, you know, I don't know. It takes the uh, the, the the sealed pool lottery and just, like, yeah. cranks it up even higher. Up to 11. Yeah, it's like, oh, man, one of my packs is great and one of my packs is awful. I guess I have an okay deck. Oh, no, I got <laughs> two bad packs. Well, is I guess we're Is there a way you could here. draft it, though? Um, like, if everybody opened... It would be hard. Like three packs? I don't I mean, know. You could try, but I don't know. Like, like since all the packs are like collated yeah. together, right? So you... Well, I, I didn't mean draft like the contents of each pack. I meant dra- draft the themes. Oh, that'd be hard. Like almost like a Rochester draft. You yeah. just lay them out. Right. And you like one person takes that. Like, yeah, you just heads up draft them. Yeah. You could. You could. I don't know if you want to. But yeah, you could do that. I don't know. I might want to. That might be kind of fun. Yeah. You're like, I just want human interaction that's not at work. Can I, can I get that? Seriously. Can I, can I just get a hug from somebody? <laughs> uh, got to spray you down with Lysol first. Okay. <laughs> um, so there are... So we keep talking about deck themes. There are yeah. 46 different themes. Right. And some of them have different variants. Yeah. Um, some of them, there's only one variant. There's only one set of 20 cards you can get in that theme. Some of them have two variants. Some of them have four variants. So just because you open Feathered Friends doesn't mean you're always going to get the same 20 cards. There's four different versions of that one in particular that you can get. Yeah, so overall there are 121 different packs. Yep. When you open, the packs are a little bit bigger than normal because they're 20 cards instead of 15 cards. And the pack inside has a face card that tells you what the theme is, and that is sealed separately from the outer wrapper. So when you buy your pack out of the box, you'll see the outer wrapper. You don't know what theme it is. You open it up. It's still sealed, but now you can see what the theme is. You don't know which version you have yet, but you know what the theme is at least. Yeah, and then that's how you can like you know negotiate with your friend. Like, oh no, I want I want two things of feathered friends. Right. Give me your feathered friends, and I'll give you my other one. Yep. Also, uh, I just want to point out that some of these themes have a themed basic land, and the prices of the pre-order prices for these lands are kind of absurd. So it would really shock me if these lands didn't hold some sort of value at some point the ones that do have theme lands the artwork portrays that theme so the angels theme planes is like a sky scene and the clouds are made out of like angel feathers and then there's the phyrexian swamp where they where everything's written in phyrexian yeah and there's also like a Phyrexian uh, obliterator like on top of a Phyrexian altar, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, some of those lands are going to be worth money. That swamp in particular, I think, was pre-selling for almost $20. Dear God. Yeah. 
So that might be something for uh, you finance nerds out there that you might want to start sifting through some of uh, the basic lands hanging out at your local game store, seeing if anybody's inadvertently put some of these uh, theme lands in there. Yeah. It's all going to come to how much this product's opened. Right. Which it might not be opened very much because we're in the end times. Yeah. Not only are we in the end times, but we also have uh, another another set coming right on the heels of it. Quick. Is this the Commander Legends? No, isn't uh, Double Masters coming out oh, like yeah. the end of the summer? Yeah, Double Masters. So yeah, it's like this is kind of sandwiched between Core 21 and Double Masters. Yeah. But yeah, we could there the supply could be low just because people might not open as much of this as Wizards may have thought initially. Yep. That's so. kind of what happened with Mystery Boosters. Um, I've heard rumors that Mystery Boosters is not being printed anymore. Oh, really? Just because we didn't like move enough product? Yeah. Well, because people never really had a chance to do it, and the printers are tied up doing other things right now when Wizards doesn't want to cut into the other products. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, so the uh, that last run that they did for Mystery Boosters to you know, help boost the local game stores, the run that they sent out for free to like help the local game stores out or whatever. I believe that was, that was it for mystery boosters. And we don't have magic fests to sell the convention editions anymore. So I think that, I think that that's it. Yeah. I mean, hopefully that this product is just something that product, something they just bring back randomly. Yeah. Oh, they could totally do it. And I could see them changing up the card file too, but it's a shame that that set was awesome to draft that's all i wanted to do was draft mystery boosters yeah there's one more thing we can talk about here also um, that i forgot to mention we were talking about pack contents there's also a non-basic land in each of these packs oh yes um this blue flyers one comes with the blue one which is thriving isle they are they all basically do the same thing they all come into play tapped they're all thriving something or other They all tap for a mana of the color that they are, and when they enter the battlefield, you choose a color other than that color, and they tap for that color also. Yeah. So they're not super relevant in almost any case because there's a million different tap lands out there. Unless you're specifically trying to play like a three-color deck that doesn't have great fixing because this one land can tap for like any of the other colors, as long as you name that when it enters a battlefield. So in like a three plus color deck, this is significantly better than like a random guild gate or comes into play tapped land. So people were talking about these since they're common as mm-hmm. enabling three color popper decks. Oh yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. So these are going to be staples in popper mm-hmm. because if you want to play Jeskai and popper, your land is your mana is just awful right now. Yeah. Right. So if you can turn your Windscarred Crag into the white land, and when right. you need red, it's effectively just Windscarred Crag, and when you need blue, mm-hmm. it's not. It, it gives right. you blue. So yeah, these are going to be like staples in three color uh, popper decks. So yeah, right. I hadn't thought about that. That's a good point. Right now, these are pre-selling for three dollars. Wow. Okay, I went, that's I did, way more than I thought. I just went and looked up Thriving Isle because mm-hmm. you mentioned it. The market price is $3, and there are some that are like 
$2. It's like two, 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 seven. Wow. So, again, since like almost every one of these packs comes with one of these. Every, every pack does. I can't imagine these holding this price. Uh, like you said, though, it depends on, you know, how much of this product gets opened. Yeah. Because there is going to be, you know, a small but some demand for these in EDH because they're a pseudo triland and there aren't many trilands. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't even think a popper. Yeah. And that'll drive the price because you need four of them for your popper deck. Yeah. But if these get cheap, this is something that you can buy mm-hmm. and move if they go up. If you think, what is it? Was it Ash Barons? Yeah, that card was randomly really expensive for a while. Yeah, it had like colorless for like basic land cycling. Yep. And so it was just played in all these popper decks and it was like $15. Yep. As a common from like, I think a commander product or something. Yeah, it was first in one of the commander decks. So these could be kind of in the same vein where they might go down initially, but then climb their way back up. Yep. All right. I agree. So I guess that something to point out, the cards don't have actual rarities. It is the packs that have the rarities. So there are some packs that are mythic, Mm -hmm. some packs that are rare, and then a whole bunch of comments. Right. So it's not like if you say that, oh, this green card is a mythic in the set. It's like, well, Mm -hmm. it's not that... It's that the pack that it's in is mythic or right. something along those lines. Yep. So we have That's uh, a good point. Yeah. So so when we when we say like, oh, this card's common, it's in a more common pack, let's say. The rarities don't matter as much because they are like, you know, you have a common in a mythic pack. But you have the well, same common in a common pack. Yeah. I meant more for like you said, relating to Popper. Like it, it's oh, a yeah. common, so it'll be it'll see oh, play in Popper. Yeah, yeah. Not that it's a card that you're gonna get a lot. Yeah. It's just Popper legal. So let's talk about the different themes that we have. We're not gonna go through all of them, but we are gonna go through a reasonable number of them and kind of talk about uh, the kind of the key cards in mm-hmm. each. I didn't write down all of the key cards. I mainly wrote down cards that were worth more than a couple bucks, which I guess you can kind of consider key cards. Yeah. This set has a kind of a a weird mix of just standard cards and like ridiculous bonkers eternal playable stuff. Right. Like right beside each other. needed a reprint they put in here next to bulk rares from core 21 yeah and it's just like super the super wide disparity mm-hmm. so there are fur fur they're fur there are four fur, fur. <laughs> there are four versions of the blue flyers archetype which is above the clouds yep and i guess the big card in here is kira the great glass spinner yeah, that card like occasionally saw really light modern play back in the day. I mean, it hasn't in a long time. But it was in Merfolk. Once in a while. Yeah, it was in Merfolk. And it's also a commander card. So yeah. it was it was a little pricey. Um, this reprint should knock the price down a little bit. What is this other card? Inaze? 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 
I don't, I don't know how to pronounce that. That's the uh, rare Dijin, I think. That's just, it's only, it's one of the new cards for this set. All right. I'm sorry, I'm prepared for class. That's all right. I'm, I'm, I'm looking look it up, up right now. I thought so I pulled NA's up the right. is three blue blue for a Fofo flying, mm-hmm. and it has two white blue hybrid mm-hmm. attacking creatures with flying get plus one plus one until end of turn. Yeah. And whenever three or more creatures you control with flying attack, each player gains control of a non-land permanent of your choice controlled by the player to the right. What's up, Commander? How's it going? <laughs> the player to your right. Yeah, Commander time. Yeah. Yeah, so not really a you know a competitive card, but I think that these only jumpstart cards, I think all of them are worth something. Yeah, and I mean, the only jumpstart cards, a lot of them, like, are commander cards. Yeah. Like, yeah. Were, are cards that are going to be generals or mm-hmm. what have you. So, yep. like, that card is built to make, like, a blue-white flyers archetype in commander. So we talked about good old above the clouds. Yep. So then there's the Angels deck, which has two mm-hmm. different versions. Yep. And the like the headliner here is Linvala. Yeah, this is the four mana Linvala. Yeah. The one that I forget what it does. Stops two activated abilities or something. Activated abilities of like creatures your opponent controls can't be activated. And it's yeah. a three four flyer for two white white. Yeah. It's a really expensive card. Is it still? Yeah, yeah, it still is. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. The Angels deck. Man, I wish these were in some sort of order. It's Linvala Keeper of Silence is the uh, is yeah. the card. And yeah, I guess it's $20. Yeah. And then the one that doesn't have Linvala has Baneslayer Angel in it, which yeah. is, is a really good card, but isn't like super expensive. Yeah. It just got announced as a reprint, and the price kind of tanked. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that Linvala is this much. I didn't think that people played Linvala, but yep. I remember when Linvala was expensive when she was like the answer to like Splinter Twin. Right. You could play Linvala and they couldn't twin off. Oh, the good old days. The good old days. So there are four versions of archaeology. Yeah, these are all loosely artifact themed, I believe. Yeah. Um there is a new card in Archaeomender. I think that's a new card, isn't it? Yes, I do believe that's the new one. Yeah. Arche- it's a. It's not a rare card. It's a common, but it lets you rebuy artifacts, which is always something that artifact decks are looking to do. Most artifact-centric decks are looking to set up loops, and this can be a way to do that at common. So this might be another pop respect, too. Yeah. Aside from that, this deck also has the potential of having Vidalkin Archmage in it, which is a reprint from Mirrodin, I think. Two and two blue for an O2. Whenever you cast an artifact spell, you draw a card. That's a reprint that was kind of expensive. And Scarecrone is the other reprint from, I guess, Lorwyn or wherever there were Scarecrows last. Um, okay. But that was randomly like a 6 or $7 card, I think. Yeah, it is from Eventide. And it's $15. $15, okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so then we have Bossery, which mm-hmm. is the has the Bossery uh, Planeswalker from Core 21. 
Yep, there's only one variant of this guy. Um, if you open the Basri deck, it's just the Basri deck. And surprise, surprise, the chase card in this deck is Basri. Yes. We have two cats decks. Mm-hmm. And it's I don't think either of these had like any significant reprints in them. I, I could be very wrong, but I didn't think they did. But they do have a theme land, and cats seem like a reasonably like a tribe that people want to build around for more casual games so that that uh theme land might actually be worth something. Yeah. So we have the Chandra Planeswalker deck. Mhm. Which again has Chandra. Yep. Uh this one also has Chandra's Incinerator and there was a little bit of buzz about this card when it was spoiled. I don't know if it'll actually do anything, but yeah, it's people worth are like super hyped for that card. Yeah, I'm not I'm not 100% sure why. They all are on the, like, well, if I suspend Rift Bolt and then Bolt you, I have a one-mana 6-6. And it's like, yes. Or you draw it, and you have a 7-mana 6-6 that you can never play. Right. What is more likely? Yeah. It's just a blank. Yeah. So people are super hyped for that. And it's like, eh. Like, what is the best-case scenario? Mm-hmm. It looks great. In reality, probably not. We right. have a devil. We have devilish, which has four variants. It does. This does have a new card in it. Uh, Zerzoth Chaos Rider. It's a two and a red for a two three legendary devil. Whenever an opponent draws their first card each turn, if it's not their turn, you create a one one red devil creature token with when this creature dies, it deals one damage to any target. Whenever one or more devils you control attacks one or more players you and those players each draw a card then discard a card at random i don't think the card's great but it's only available in one of these devilish packs i think, I think yeah it's only in one of them. so it's going to be rare and there's going to be people that want it for some reason so i figured we should talk about it briefly yeah. next up we have uh, a dinosaur deck yeah, and there's actually some pretty good ones in here. Um, you can get Galta from oh. Ixalan Block, which is a pretty decent dino. You can also get Selvala, Heart of the Wilds, which prior to its reprint in Mystery Boosters was insanely expensive and is a almost a green staple for EDH. I mean, it's still 30 bucks in the conspiracy yeah. printing. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, certainly worth opening that one up. And surprise, surprise, this is a dinosaur deck. It's got a bunch of dinosaurs in it. Not too much else to talk about there, I don't think. Uh, next up, we have uh, the deck that contains James's spirit animal. Yeah. Uh, we have the discard deck with two variants. And we do. it comes with a tiny bones. Tiny bones trinket thief. This is uh, me on a card, I think. It's a uh, one in a black for a one-two legendary creature skeleton rogue. At the beginning of each end step, if an opponent discarded a card this turn, you draw a card and lose one life. And that has activated ability for four black black. Each opponent with no cards in hand loses 10 life. This card is sweet. It is. It is very commandery, the six mana activated ability. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't use that. But yeah, anytime you make your opponent discard, you get to draw a card and lose a life. Yeah, this... Um, Fantastic. People love them. Some tiny bones. Oh, yeah. I would not be surprised if there's like a tiny bone subreddit already. <laughs> uh, there may be. 
people are all about tiny bones. People are like, I think Christine Sprinkles like changed her name to Tiny Bone Sprinkle. Like I am cosplaying really? Tiny Bones. Like people are in on Tiny Bones. Yeah, I'm uh, a fan. Ooh, we have the Doctor. The and Doctor is next with four yep. variants of the life gain theme. Good. Woohoo. Good. Um, I I don't know. I think all of these cards just aren't great. Something that you'll notice, and uh, someone did all the EV calculations based on the presale prices. Mm-hmm. The these packs, this is like the classic like Masters pack problem, where there yeah. are some of these packs that have an EV of a dollar, right? And some of them have an EV of fifty two dollars. And so, like, you're just really super rolling the dice. On your packs. Yeah. We have the dogs, which is two pa- two different variants with a theme land. With a theme land. It's got a cute little puppy on a plains. Oh, is that um, the dog that they like spoiled dogs with? Maybe. Okay. I, I guess I don't know what dog they spoiled dogs with. The Remember the tweet where they had the dog in the field? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is that art. Yep. Okay. Yep, that's the theme land for, for dogs. Um, this can either come with a copy of Isamaru Hound of Kanda from Kamigawa. It's just a one mana two, two legendary dog or pack leader from core 21. Um, neither of these themes are probably going to be very expensive. Isamaru, I think just got a reprint and mystery boosters and is like five bucks. And I can't imagine pack leader is going to be more than a couple bucks while it's in print. Yeah. We have Dragons with uh, Terror of the Peaks mm-hmm. as the big card from that. That's a uh, core 21 mythic. mythic. Yep. We have Elves, and Elves has two variants. Both of them have a uh, busted card in them. Yeah, Elves is just kind of nuts. One of them has a brand new card with Allosaurus Shepherd. It's a one mana, one one. And it says Allosaurus, it's an elf. It says Allosaurus Shepherd can't be countered. And green spells you control can't be countered. And it has an activated ability of four green green until end of turn. Each elf creature you control has base power and toughness five five and becomes a dinosaur in addition to its other creature types. So all your elves stay elves, but instead of one ones, they're five fives. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, pretty absurd. If you don't pull the pack with Allosaurus Shepherd, you just get to casually open a $60 Crater Hoof Behemoth instead. Are they 60 bucks? Yeah. Why do I still own two Crater Hoof Behemoths? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, you should get rid of those. Dear God, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I believe both variants come with an Elvish Archdruid, which is kind of an elf staple if you're looking to put together an elf deck. Yeah. I definitely think elves is one of the top ones to, to open up. Yeah. So next we have Enchanted, which is an enchantment base, like an Enchantress-style deck. Yeah, kind of, sort of. It doesn't have, like, the major, like, traditionally Enchantress cards. In them. And I don't think there's anything that's super, like, valuable in the... It has two variants. I don't think there's anything super great in either of them, although there are some staple things in there. I think Core Spirit Dancers in one of them. Okay. Which is a pretty good card. Um, it is. But it's not... Yeah, and I mean, I guess that is kind of an enchantress. And this one also has a theme land in it. So then we have Feathered Friends, which is the White Flyers. 
Right. So like uh, the ideal thing is that you you end up with the like above the clouds blue flyers mm-hmm. and the enchanted the feathered friends the white flyers and you mix those together and you have a blue white flyers deck is like the goal. Yep. I concur. Feathered friends has four variants and a theme land. I don't think there's anything super noteworthy in here. Yep. We have Garuk, which is the planeswalker has a Garuk. Has a Garuk. It also has that uh that new guy, the Garrick's uh Harbinger. Uh the one which, green green four three. Yeah. That card's kind of caught my eye. I don't know if it's done anything yet. I don't know if it will do anything, but it's kinda unique and has my attention at the very yeah. least. So next up we have uh, Gobbos, four versions of goblins. Yep, people and, like them some goblins. And it has uh what is his name? Muckos? Muxus. Muxus? Okay. Yep. Muxus Goblin Grandee is four red red for a four four legendary goblin noble. When Muxus enters the battlefield, reveal the top six cards of your library. Put all goblin creature cards with CMC five or less from among them onto the battlefield and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. And whenever it attacks, uh, it gets plus one, plus one until end of turn for each other goblin you control. This just seems like the goblin commander to have if you just want to play goblins and not a bunch of tokens. Uh, right, yeah. If you're yeah. playing actual goblins and not tokens, yeah. Yeah. Seems pretty good. Yeah, not Cranko, but right. this guy's just like six mana, put goblins into play. Oh, you killed him? Cool. Eight mana, put yep. goblins into play. <laughs> Keep doing it. Yeah. Um. Also noteworthy in this is goblin lore. Um, I believe that's in multiple versions of the goblins deck. And even though like it doesn't actually do anything with goblins, this card is kind of an enabler in some of the eternal formats and it can randomly get expensive. Yeah. It was up towards like $20 at one point. I don't know where it's at now. And I think this is its first reprint, right? I think because it was just like a portal card. Oh, uh, maybe it's a second reprint then, because there was a white-bordered version. Yes, it was like a portal card and then like a white-bordered vo- uh, version. 10th edition, maybe, 10th or edition something? 10th edition, maybe, yeah. But yeah. Not, uh, not recent. Right. And when... Um, Hollow One pushed it first, Hollow One, yes. So now it's cheaper. They're like $5, 4 or $5. Yeah, but I mean the card has potential to get expensive though. So yeah, yeah, because its only other printings are two portal printings, yeah. well, a starter, a portal, a tenth edition, and then this new one here. Yep, it is a card that like it's just good to randomly have because when it's needed in like modern, there's no yeah. other replacement. Yeah, you have to have it. It it is the best at what it does. Which yeah. I guess we could talk about what it does. What's it do? It's one in a red for a sorcery. Draw four, then discard three at random. Yeah. So it's great at filling your yard up. It's great for dredging. You get to, you know, replace you get four dredges out of this card, which is fantastic. Yeah. Enables all sorts of broken stuff. Nothing fair. Nothing fair. Yep. We have heavily armored, which is the white plus one plus one counters theme deck. Has four yep. variants in mm-hmm. the big card here is uh Micaeus. yep Micaeus from innistrad i Innistrad, think yeah 
It's yeah, like the, the white one. It's like X and a white for a zero zero, and it gets X plus one plus one counters, and then it like does some crazy stuff with counters. You can like pay a mana and tap it to add a counter, or you can like tap it and remove a counter from it to put a counter on another creature you control. Um, so- oh, it's better than that. It's a uh, you don't have to pay a mana. You just tap it and you put a counter on it. Okay. And then you can tap it to remove a counter from it and put a plus one plus one counter on each other oh, creature each. you control. Okay, that is way better. Yeah. That's yeah, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. It's a it's a casual card, it's a commander card. It's yeah. worth a decent buck. This theme land's also kind of cool too. I don't know if you saw it or not. No. It's like a shield leaning against a tree, but the okay. shield's like super polished and you can see like the reflection of a planes in the background. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We have the lands um, Mm -hmm. deck that Mm -hmm. has uh, two variants, and the big card here is Oracle of Mooly Dooly. (laughs) Of Mooly Dooly. Yes, Oracle of Moldaya. Oracle of Moldaya, yeah. This card has been spiking super hard lately. It's kind of a cross between like Azusa and Corsair Crufix. It lets you look at the top of your library and play lands off the top of your library. Gives you an extra land drop. Really good at what it does. Yeah. And again, it's another one of those like green staple commander cards. Yep. We have Legion, which is the white weenie deck that has four variants. And what are the yep. good cards in this one? Uh, we have Path to Exile, which is kind of eternally like $5, even though it gets a million reprints. Yeah. And this one also has Blessed Sanctuary, which I think is a new card for uh, Jumpstart. Yeah. It's three white, white for an enchantment. Uh, prevent all non-combat damage that we b- would be dealt to you and creatures you control. And whenever a non-token creature enters a battlefield under you, your control, you create a 2-2 white unicorn token. Yeah, that is a, that is a new card for the set. Yeah. So then we have Lightning, which is the burn with two variants. And the big card here is Chain Lightning. Yeah, and it's that's not even really a big card. Like it sees no. play in Legacy Burn, and that's probably it. That is that is all of it. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, Lightning is the burn, the burn deck of this format. And then we have Liliana, which is the Planeswalker deck, which has one variant that has the core twenty one uh, Liliana Planeswalker. Yep. Next up we have a mill theme. Yes. Um, one one variant in this. It does have a theme land. And the notable card in this one is a new legendary, Bruvac the Grandeloquent. Yeah, he's grandly eloquent or something. He's got such big words. Yeah. Only the uh, best two words. <laughs> Only the best words. And furthermore, uh, two and a blue for a one four. He's a legendary creature, human advisor. He is an advisor and it works with persistent petitioners because oh. they let advisors tap. Um, it says if an opponent would mill one or more cards, they mill twice that many cards instead. And you know what they also did alongside printing this and making mill an actual word in Core 21? I do not know what they did. They eroded all the old mill cards to mill. Oh, they did? They did. So this works with Grindstone, and it works with Sphinx's Tutelage, and all that good stuff. Oh, Interesting. Yep. Okay. Yep. This, from what I have seen on the interwebs, is the best mill commander ever. Oh, yeah. 
So this is again a card that if you get one, it's going to hold value. Oh yeah. Because people are going to be like, I want to make mill. And this is the card you have to have if you want to make a mill deck. Yep. People love them some mill. They do. Yep. Now we have minions, the black sacrifice deck. Yeah. Uh, and this has some interesting cards. It does. It has ghoul collar Gisa. Yep. Which, it was uh, a commander card, I think. Yeah. I don't remember what she does, but. Makes zombies. Does something with zombies. Okay. Has Phyrexian Tower. Yeah, that's that's the big hit here. Yeah. And that card used to be like 50 bucks, didn't it? I think it's more than 50 bucks, yeah. It's pricey. And it looks pretty neat with the uh, the version that they have. looks pretty neat. Oh, okay, it's not it, that bad. Yeah, it does. So apparently it's had t- uh, two printings. Okay. So it's $17 in the original Urza Saga printing. Oh, that's not too bad. And $16 in the Ultimate Masters printing and currently 12 in the Jumpstart version. So oh, that'll oh, probably come yeah, down. that's not too bad. Oh, I think I was confusing it with... Uh, All coffers? Uh, yeah, coffers. Which is a bajillion dollars for an uncommon. Right. Interesting. What is this kills? Uh, oh, Fight Fixer? Yeah, that's uh, one of the new cards for Jumpstart. Um, there's a cycle of these that are like legendary mono color, but have like an off color activated ability. This is two black black for a 4-3 Azra Warlock. It has Menace. And it says whenever you sacrifice a creature, you may pay hybrid blue black if you do draw a card. Okay. And then it also has an activated ability that says for a generic mana, you can sacrifice a creature and it, this creature gains indestructible to line the turn. Okay. Next up, I'm trying to think of a movie uh, where they drink Minotaur. <laughs> we have Minotaurs. We two do. variants of that. R- role models. Role models. Role models. Yeah, it's like Stifler and like Paul Rudd. Okay. And they end up like fostering fostering this kid or something. Oh and boy. they work they work as a uh, selling uh energy drinks to kids. So oh. uh Stifler like wears a Minotaur costume because it's Minotaur energy drink. All right. Yeah. Early 2000s movies. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, I must have missed that one. What's in Brian's movie closet? Yes. <laughs> that movie is in the movie closet. So two variants here, a theme land and another Minotaur commander. Yep. Sethron. Yep. Sethron Herloon General. It's a three red red for a four four legendary Minotaur. Whenever Sethron or another non-token Minotaur enters the battlefield under your control, you get to create a 2-3 red Minotaur creature token. And then it has an activated ability for two and a hybrid black-red. Minotaurs you control gain plus one, plus O, and gain menace and haste till end of turn. Again, this is, again, from what I've been seeing, Mm -hmm. like the best Minotaur commander. I think it's pretty much the only Minotaur commander. People were playing Neheb, apparently. Like, yeah, but people weren't playing Neheb as a Minotaur commander, were they? The red-black Neheb, I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. But yeah, this is like the best Minotaur commander. So yep. we've said that a few times. They have really, really went hard on like stuffing the best v- version of a commander for an mm-hmm. archetype in this set. Like in these themes, I don't think there's too many cards that are doubled up either. So like if you open up one of these, you're like kind of on your way to a Minotaur deck. Yeah, 
Next up, we have the Phyrexians. Yeah, this is, there's only one variant of this one, right? Yes. This is kind of the one to open. It has a Shieldred Whispering one in it, which is uh, the Black Praetor from New Phyrexia. It's a super desirable commander card. It is expensive. And this one also has the Phyrexian Swamp, which is written in Phyrexian text. And like like I said earlier in the episode, that swamp is very desirable right now. Yeah. There's only one other card that's in Phyrexian that I know of, and that uh, is the Judge Promo Elishnorn. Yeah, that might be the only actual card that's in Phyrexian, but there are cards that have Phyrexian text like in the artwork. Yeah, but like just all the text yeah. is written in Phyrexian. Yeah. Like, God, those used to be like $700. I think they still are. They're pretty sweet. Evidently, somebody I saw somebody had posted online that somehow like these cards are on Magic Online already. Okay. Some of them are, at least. And somebody has this Phyrexian Swamp in Magic Online, but it's written in English. What? Yeah. Oh, that's hot garbage. Yeah. No. I agree. I got the Phyrexian <laughs> Swamp. I want some Phyrexian letters. That's right. Give me my scribbles. <laughs> and Magic Online's like, look, I can barely render text in English. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to look the spread the Excel sheet that you're playing on only does English. I'm sorry. Yeah. We have pirates, mm-hmm. uh, theme land, and we get a pirate lord and corsair captain. It's a it is a lord. lord. It's not legendary. So it's not like you could use it for your, you know, your pirate commander or whatever. Um, it's two and a blue for a two-two. When it enters the battlefield, you make a treasure, and other pirates you control get plus one plus one. Yes, it's if like there could ever be like a pirate tribal deck. This mm-hmm. is in that deck at some point in the future. Yeah, and the fact that it's only one color makes it better than Admiral Beckett Brass. Right. So there you go. There you go. Another plus one, plus one counters deck is the green half. Yep. So kind of like the uh, white blue flyers, this is ideally you want to open like the uh, green white plus one, plus one counters deck. Yeah. We have uh, primeval bounty, which is an old card. It is an old card. This is a reprint. I think it was M14. It was one of the core sets. I think it's a five and a green for an enchantment. Whenever you cast a creature spell, you make a 3-3 green beast. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you put three plus one plus one counters on a creature you control. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you gain three life. Okay. So it just kind of rewards you for anything you would ever do in a game of magic. Yes, and then branching evolution? Yeah, this is a... I think this is a new card. I don't believe this one's a reprint. It's two and a green for an enchantment. If one or more plus one plus one counters would be put on a creature you control, twice that many plus one plus one counters are put in that creature instead. Gotcha. So it's kind of like a mini doubling season. And doubling season, real good. Real good. Like $60 good. Yeah. Uh, We have Predator, or Predatory, sorry. It's a green sack beast tribal thing and has four variants. Yeah, I really don't know what the theme of this is. Like this theme, when I was trying to figure it out, looks like it's split in half. Like some of the stuff wants to be sacrificed for value. 
and some of it is like beast tribal but then one of the like chase cards for it is like a fight lord yeah Nyatha really, the dire hunt yeah really really strange archetype but yeah Nyatha of the dire hunt is a new card for uh, jumpstart it's 2 and 2 green for a 3-3 three, three legendary creature human warrior whenever one or more creatures you control fight or become blocked you get to draw a card at the beginning of combat on your turn, you may pay two and a hybrid uh, red-green. If you do, double target creature's power to lend a turn, and that creature must be blocked if able. Okay. We have Rainbow, which is mm-hmm. Wooburg Tribal. Right. Which just seemed bad when I looked at some of the cards. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem great. There was It has like... really good mana fixing, though, so like whatever you pair with it, you'll be able to cast. Yeah. There was like a Wooberg like vanilla seven seven or something. Oh, uh, it's an eight eight. An eight eight oh, arms. Yeah. yeah, it's just like oh, <laughs> gosh, this is yeah. not great. Bunch of random stuff in here. It's like three green green six six that has vigilance, trample, and reach. <laughs> and you gave me Wooberg eight eight. Come on. Yeah, this does have like randomly a uh, new art for Terramorphic Expanse, which looks pretty neat. It does look cool, but it's just like super weird that they chose to do that, though. Well, uh, I was seeing it was like a tweet or like one of Gavin Verhey's like Magic Today things. Yeah. That the Terramorphic Expanse new art was in response to him getting harassed on the internet. Oh, yeah. People were asking for a new Terramorphic Expanse art. So they gave them new Terramorphic Expanse art in this pack. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> I don't know why people were like, yo, I need better art for my common, but <laughs> they got it. Here you go. So this next one seems interesting, and that's reanimated. That has four variants, has it a does. theme land. It uh-huh. has the card reanimate, which is the best reanimation spell they've ever printed. I think that's also in like three of the four variants. Oh, Really? Yeah, so there's going to be a bunch of reanimates entering the market. And then there's Exume, which is, I don't know, second or third best reanimation spell they've ever printed. Correct. Uh, So reanimate, if you don't know, is black for a sorcery. Return target creature from your graveyard. No, from a graveyard to the battlefield under your control. You lose life equal to its uh, converted mana cost. Yep. And Exume is one in the black for a sorcery. Each player puts... Is it the top creature or just a creature? A creature. A creature from their graveyard onto the battlefield. The trick is Mm -hmm. you put in something big and they either have nothing or they put in like a dopey 1-1. Yeah. And you're like, ha-ha. Have a grizzle brand. Yeah, have a grizzle brand. In these decks, you get an 8-6. Yep. The one reanimated variant that doesn't have reanimate does have Rise of the Dark Realms, which is randomly like a $20 card. Commander! Yep. Yeah, you're noticing a theme here? Yeah, they have done a good job of reprinting Commander stuff. Yeah. We have Rogues. that has It's the black deck and has two different variants and has a theme land, but no cards to speak of. Yeah, nothing, nothing worth mentioning here, at least not money-wise. Uh, we have Seismic, mm-hmm. which is like, big red or like doesn't it have like seismic assault or something about like when things enter the battlefield like 
dealing damage because of lands or like earthquakes or something. Yeah, it, I don't know. The theme's kind of this one has Grim Lava Mancer in it um, yeah. as kind of the chase card, which is a really good card. And then it has Magma Quake, which is kind of like a earthquake effect. There is a couple things that trigger like on Enter the Battlefield, but it's just kind of like medium big red stuff. Got you. The theme's and, not. And then you have no, no seismic assault in there. No size, okay. Then you have Smashing, which mm-hmm. is your aggressive medium red. So you can take your unknown red theme deck. You can do have Seismic Smashing and then put it right. with an aggressive red deck. It has four variants in the theme land and not much else. Correct. Yeah, not a whole lot going on here. We have Spellcasting, another red deck with four variants that is kind of the spell slingery. So like the red half of your blue-red spells archetype. Right. You have... Spirits, which is blue spirits. So this kind of goes well with either your blue flyers or your white flyers deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also, according to the latest uh, Jumpstart EV, this is the worst EV out of any of them. Oh, God. The, this is the dollar pack you were referring to. This is the dollar pack? Yeah. yeah. We have Spooky. Spooky? Is the um, next one. I think like this one's loosely zombie themed. Has black market, which used to be an expensive card. Has seen a couple reprints lately. It's not as expensive as it was. Um, there's a languish in these. I think that's about it. Okay. Then you have the Teferi one, which is the mm-hmm. core twenty planes core twenty one planeswalker uh, Teferi. Yep. You have tree hugging. Sure. Which is plants. Which yeah, has... it's like plants and tree folk. Awesome. Yeah. We have four variants of theme land in Jorel. Jorel? Yeah. Jol Jolreal. One volley recluse. That's a really hard name. <laughs> they just um, like someone fell asleep on their keyboard and they were like, boom, <laughs> we have a name. Yeah, we'll go with it. Uh yeah, this is a new card for Jumpstart. It's another card probably for Commander. Uh, one in a green for a 1-2 legendary human druid. Whenever you draw your second card each turn, create a 2-2 green cat creature token, and you can pay four green green until end of turn. Creatures you control have base power and toughness XX, where X is the number of cards in your hand. Interesting. Remember when green wasn't the draw two cards a turn color? <laughs> Yeah, you mean before it could do everything? Before it could do everything? Right, now it just does everything. Just does and you don't need everything. to play any other colors. It's just green. Just play forest. It's fine. Yep, mono uh, green control. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, harmonize and like beast withins and creeping molds. Oh, that that is not the mono green control list. The mono green control list is uh, primal command ewit. Oh, okay. And just do that in a loop? Yep. And plow under, yeah. Oh, plow under. Yep. That, that card is, is mono green control. That card is modern play is modern legal but not playable. It's like you just like eat two draw steps. This card yeah. should be great. Um <laughs> next up we have the little mermaid. I mean under the sea, under the sea. Under the sea. Under the sea. There we go. I don't think there's any crabs in here though. Boo. Oh, we do have Ariel's in here, the wishful merfolk. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay, we no, need we needed no like wish coin no. crab. Yeah, unfortunately, no crabs or heat drawn crab. Just a sigiled starfish. Okay, so water creatures. 
Yeah, whales and starfish and octopi and Sweet. whatever. Uh, we have unicorns, one mm-hmm. variant with a theme land, and a unicorn commander. Woohoo! I guess people have been really looking for a unicorn commander. I didn't realize that there were a ton of playable unicorns. There aren't. <laughs> okay. So no, no, Again, I was watching Saffron Olive, and he was talking about the cards because I, w- I was watching his, like, uh, preview videos because I try to yeah. get opinions from all over the place to bring to you the people and right. he was like this is the unicorn commander but there aren't really good unicorns <laughs> but if you want to play unicorn tribal here's your commander I mean this isn't strictly a unicorn lord though no it is a, un- a unicorn that can function as a lord but doesn't necessarily have to be for unicorns it's uh, Emil the Blessed Two white white for a four four legendary unicorn. You can pay three generic to exile another creature you control, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. So you get to blink something. And it also says whenever another creature enters a battlefield under your control, you may pay hybrid green white. If you do, put a plus one plus one counter on it. If it's a unicorn, it gets two counters instead. Yeah. So there was talk of it going in like any kind of like blink deck. Yeah. Uh, in commander. Mm-hmm. We have vampires, four yep. variants, a theme land, and no interesting cards. Not particularly. I think like they do have Vito, the new guy from Four Twenty One, or Drana from BFZ. Yeah, I remember, um, when, I remember we all thought she was gonna like wreck face. Yeah, and then it did nothing. Nothing. Um, so this sorry. does have Exquisite Blood in it, which is a commander card that. I believe is worth money, but yeah. like it's pretty unplayable otherwise. Yeah, I randomly had one and got rid of it when they were like twenty dollars, and I was like, "I'm a genius." Yeah. We have walls, mm-hmm. and we get towering titan, which does it like a lot of everything. Butt fight? It does not. Oh no! Um, four green green for a zero zero. Woo! Towering Titan enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it, where X is the total toughness of other creatures you control. And then you can sacrifice a creature with Defender to give all creatures trample till end of turn. The one of these has assault formation, right? That's the that's the butt fight card. This has assault formation in it, yeah. Are there two variants of this or just one? Just just the one, I'm sorry. Yeah. We have well red, which has two variants, and that's uh, drawing cards. Yep. And this has Ristic Study, another Commander yep. All-Star. Commander All-Star. This is, I believe, the first reprint for Ristic Study. Yeah. Or no, second. second. It was in Mystery Boosters. Okay. But Commander All-Star, expensive card. Yep. This is what you want to pair together with your, like, red spell slinging. Ideally, deck. yeah. Yeah. Yep. We have Witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Two variants, Theme Land, and has Witch of the Moors. Yep. This is another new jumpstart card. Three black black for a 4-4 human warlock with death touch. And at the beginning of your end step, if you gained life this turn, each opponent sacrifices a creature and you return up to one creature from your graveyard to your hand. That's a lot of text. Yeah, I mean, it seems pretty solid, though. Yeah, it does. And then finally, number 46. Finally. Wizards. Wizards. Two variants. We get... The new Baron, is that right? The one blue, correct. blue, two, two, yeah. bounce a thing, draw a card if a, if a card was returned to your hand. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that card turned out to be pretty good. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. 
And then also Riptide Lab, which yep. like taps for as a land that taps for colorless, and you can pay something. Yeah, one in a blue to return to a wizard. Bounce a wizard. Yeah. So the things I worry about, like I think you can get some like really non-functional decks out of yeah. these. Right, like you I get agree. like the wizards pack and like the reanimate re- reanimation pack. Like, are those gonna work? Probably not. Or you get like seismic and reanimation, and you're just like, oh, I have this fatty, and I have this reanimate. I guess like I just have to cast it, and when they kill it, bring it back. Yeah, seems less than good. Maybe. I don't know. I was kind of excited for it. I still kind of am excited for it. I'd like to give it a shot and see what it's yeah. all about. Yeah, I would as well. Like, I'm going to play some. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be fun. Fun to do for an FNM or something. Yeah. Something that you may have noticed as we went through here, there are a lot of core 2021 cards in Jumpstart. There are. I think it's 120. Yes, there's 120 yeah. core 2021 cards in Jumpstart. Mm-hmm. But we're going to talk about the impacts of that on Arena mm-hmm. here in a bit. But this is also just another place for rares from Core 21 to be printed because they keep the same set symbol. Yep. They don't get a new set symbol, so they're the exact same card. Yep. So this is just another thing that's going to hold down the price of rares in Core 21. Yeah, and Core sets don't typically have really high dollar amounts for rares anyway. Yeah. So this is just another thing that's going to hold the prices down. Yep. So just be mindful, like, you know, if you go to buy a whole bunch of boxes or something, that you might not be a great investment this time around. Right. So I think that for me, the place I'm going to play this uh, Jumpstart set the most is going to be Arena. Probably. I'm going to try to get some games in at the LGS, too, at some point when I'm allowed to have a life again. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Quick serious talk for a second, uh, listeners. In case you are not one of the people that we locally know, we live in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. (laughs) Myrtle Beach, South Carolina is like COVID came here from New York for the summer. It's just down here vacationing, just getting people sick. So like we are allowed to go do stuff, but it's probably not the best thing to do. Yeah, there are other states up and down the East Coast that are telling people specifically not to come to Myrtle Beach in particular. Or if you came to, if you were at Myrtle Beach, you have to go lock yourself in your house for two weeks before we want to see you out in public. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't know when we're going to get back to the LGS. Yeah. So, that's going to lead us to playing a lot of Arena. And so, we're going to talk about the state of the game, which is why we kind of we're doing this podcast early, but yet also a little bit later than we wanted to. So that we could get the state of the game to come out. Yeah. Originally we wanted to record this like Monday or Tuesday and uh, ended up recording it. Today's Thursday because we were waiting for state of the game to came out, which came out like really late on Tuesday. It came out at like five o'clock or something on Tuesday. Yeah. To the point where late enough that you thought it didn't happen. Right, yeah, I, I sent you a message and said it didn't happen and then sent you another message almost immediately afterwards that said, here it is. Yeah, so yep. 
we got the state of the game. Mm -hmm. And there were some big things that were announced. Yep. Uh, for me, which could hurt my work productivity if I ever go back to work, <laughs> is um, they have Arena coming to Max now. Yeah, that's big news. A lot of people have been begging for that for a long time. Uh, not personally me. I, I'm certainly not an Apple guy, but I, I know will, you are and Juan is. Yeah, I will probably have it on my work computer and maybe over lunch if, you know, I'm allowed to be at work. I might yep. gain in a draft or something. Yep. The It's not just a direct download from, like, Wizards. You have to go through the Epic Game Store. Yeah. Which I don't know all the ins and outs of modern video game distribution, but... You have to just go through the Epic Game Store to get it. Yeah, I think but, they said that this was the fastest way they could get it released. Yeah. Which, for whatever reason. Yeah. I have no idea how that works. Don't know how it works, but uh, if you have a current Arena account and you have a Mac that you want to play it on, that's fine. It's going to work on your Mac just fine. Like your account, all your cards, you're going to sign in and you'll be good. Mm -hmm. Yep. So you'll be able to like basically have it on two different computers if if that's what you're gonna do. Yep. So that was the first thing. And the second thing was I think it was something they planned beforehand, but it might also be respond in response to a community wide meltdown. Yeah. Um you were pretty upset about this too, so I'll kinda let you walk us through it. It's the the reprint uh problem, right? So every time wizard, there's a card that gets reprinted in standard for, you know, whatever, to make the limited environment work, to make standard work, to make cards a little bit cheaper, right? We just get an extra copy, and there's mm -hmm. nothing to do about it. So right. there was late last week, early this week, there were a bunch of videos. There was one from MTPG Goldfish, one from Noxious, and I'm sure other people did videos about yeah. Arena's reprint problem, right? Like, so in this set, it was bad because you had six rares yeah. that were going to eat 24 packs that you opened. Because if you have all six temp all five temples and four Fabled Passages, you have no use for extras. Right. So they have decided that for rares, if they ever reprint a rare, they are going to change how the packs that you open. Mm-hmm are collated so that basically the last 24 rares that I'm going to open are going to be the temples and the fabled passages. As long as they're the same artwork. They said this is not going to apply if there's new artwork yes. for a card. So as long as it's the same art. So yep. if you think about uh, the Sorceress Spyglass from Ixalan versus mm -hmm. Sorceress Spyglass from Throne of Eldraine, like those two would not get protected because they have different arts. Right. But since the temples are exactly the same, those are going to get protected. So you're yep. not going to open temples as long as you can open anything else. Now, this doesn't apply to, like, drafting. Right. But just, like, packs that you open in the store are your reward packs. Mm -hmm. And this also works for split play sets, too. So if you have three copies of Temple of Melody and you open one or if you have three copies from, I guess, Core 20, and then you open a 
Temple of Melody from Core 21, that will be your fourth one, and you won't open further ones Yeah, until the end. And I think it also goes backwards. So, like, let's say you open all your temples in Core 21, and then you open Core 20 packs. They're not yeah. going to be, like, they're not going to give you temples until you have every other card. Right. This also only works for mythics and rares. It doesn't work for commons and uncommons that get reprinted. So you're still going to open another place at ops. You're still going to open another place at a duress. You're still going to open another place at a shock. Yeah. But oh. this is applicable to all the jumpstart cards as well. So the 100 and whatever you said, 120 cards from jumpstart that are reprinted in jumpstart will have the same protection on them. But those packs are like predecided. Right. Um. Yeah. Right. So, like, you can't. So, like, so it's got to be the other way around. Then, if you if you get your playset through Jumpstart, then when you open Core Twenty One packs, it'll open something else. Yeah. So, just going through, and I looked at how many cards in Core Twenty One are already on Arena. Yep. And there are sixty one of them: six rares, three uncommons, and fifty two commons. So you're just going to get like another Bloodfell Caves. Right. Uh, when you look at Jumpstart, there are 12 rares, 46 uncommons, and 78 commons that are already on Arena. Whew. And there are 120 cards from Jumpstart that are on that are also in Core 21. Right. So I think that there's a correct order to open your packs more so with this release or these two releases than there has been. Yeah. If you are interested in playing core 21 limited and you also are interested in playing jumpstart, like, you mm -hmm. know what, however that works out on the client, which we have some information about some, um, not all. Yeah. It makes sense that you would like play core 21 limited and then not open your reward packs. Right. And then play Jumpstart. And when you decide that you're done with Jumpstart, then you go back and open your reward packs. Because if you get whatever Core 21 rare in Jumpstart, right. that's a one more rare that you will not open in your Core 21 boosters. Right. Like if you open Vampires and get Veto, yeah. that will count towards your Core 21 allotment of Veto. But if you have four Vetoes and then you open it in Jumpstart... You just get 20 gems, which right. whatever. Yep, whatever. So a lot a lot of what was people were talking about with the whole reprint problem is like each time they reprint cards that are already on Arena, mm -hmm. like you're getting less and less value right. from each pack that you open. Yep. So, you know, it's not a huge deal that the first four ops that you open in this set are just burnt like vault progress. Yeah. Right. Because you don't need your 16th opt. Right. You just need the four that you open in Ixalan. Right. Right. And it doesn't matter for uncommons as much either, but it really matters for the rares. So moving mm -hmm. the rares to the end is good, but you still do run into that problem of you're going to end up with eight temples. Yeah. Eight of each temple if you play a bunch of limited and open a bunch of packs. Or even like yep. your rewards, like your mastery pass rewards. Right? Right. Eventually those just kind of like you're gonna get packs and you're just gonna be like, Oh, a temple. Meh. Mm -hmm. 
right? So you still have to chew through 24 rares you don't need mm. before you start getting gems. Yeah. So whatever is 480 gems basically that you don't get, which is yeah, I mean, that's a decent chunk of a draft. Yeah. It's like half, almost half a draft. Yeah. Or no, I guess it's like a third of a draft. But still, like you lose that on a third of a draft or however many packs that is. I don't know how like sustainable the model that they have is. Mm-hmm. If a quarter, in theory, a quarter almost of the cards I'm opening in core 21, I don't need. Yeah. Right? And so that's only going to get worse in core 22. It might not be the rares, but you're still going to have the commons and uncommons that you don't need. Core 22, Teferi Boogaloo. Oh, gosh, yeah. What is the next? Hey, this is the Teferi Boogaloo, and I don't think this Teferi is busted. Right, but it doesn't rhyme. It doesn't rhyme. Teferi, Core 22, Teferi. What else we could do with... Boogaloo makes everything better. Sure. The black-white Gideon, Gideon returned. Gideon's dead, isn't he? He's not coming back. Got a zombie, a man. I think they said he was dead, dead. I think Els- he's Venser dead. Elspeth was dead, dead? No, Elspeth died on Theros. Oh, okay. So that doesn't count because you go to the other Right, world. yeah. Yeah. Man, I would just hang out on Theros then. <laughs> if I planeswalk somewhere else, I die, die. <laughs> just going to hang out back here. Back to Theros. Back to Theros. Just going to randomly planeswalk to Theros every five minutes. Yeah, you get you get a sniffle. You're like Theros. Yeah. I might yeah, have I'm the Rona. Go. Theros. <laughs> Theros. But then you have to quarantine because you came from Myrtle Beach. <laughs> you do, you do. But if you die, it's fine. You just go to the underworld. Come back. Yeah. All right. I so, I think that they are doing something to mitigate it, but you are still gonna lose some value on the reprints. What they're doing with moving them to the end. I think is good for a certain type of user. Mm-hmm. But for you and I, I'm assuming that you probably have almost all the cards from every set or Just pretty close. Note. Yeah. Some of the early stuff I'm missing reasonably big chunks of. But yeah. I've I'm, got I'm most missing, of everything else. Yeah. Like starting at like guilds. Like that's when I started oh, yeah. playing a lot. And, well, I think even Dominaria, I have most of Dominaria. Yeah, because they like brought back those drafts, and that was a enjoyable yeah. draft format. But you also, um, but guilds, I was opening my packs before they did duplicate protection. Yeah, I was too. Yeah, and then it was like, oh yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm such a dope. Yeah. Which is why I'm still missing rares from that set, or I was. Yeah. So, so that was the big news with the reprint protection. Yep. You want to talk a little bit about Jumpstart on Arena? Sure. The little bit that we do know. There was something that they touched on in here that I think they expanded upon a little bit, like in a tweet or on stream or somewhere that I thought was kind of interesting. There are 20 cards that are in paper Jumpstart that will not be on Arena Jumpstart. I have the list. Okay. Do you want to go through the list? Sure. So, some of the cards are removed for power level reasons, Mm -hmm. and some of the cards are removed because of the way Arena interprets the rules. Yeah, it's really interesting, and I never knew this was how it did it, but 
it it makes me ask more questions like arena actually reads the cards applies it to like a template of the rules so i remember when they were developing arena they had mentioned this that it wasn't it wasn't going to be like um magic online where they have to go in and program yeah. in every card individually by hand. Right. This, they the the rules engine is set up in such a way that they just feed it a card mm-hmm. and it knows how the card works within the rules. Right. So kind of like me or you picking up a card and reading it and knowing how it works, Arena does the same thing. Yes. Yeah. So there are some cards that they don't have the 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 templating does not work with how arena arena reads cards like in the last couple of years they've kind of changed the way that they word some things and some of the older cards don't work with like current ways they rules template stuff so so those cards they just can't make work on arena which i you know contend then you just change how you word them but you know sure what do i know so right. we have uh, the first two here are power level for right. sure. Chain lightning and lightning bolt are becoming yeah. lightning strike. Yeah. Uh, have your card spayed or neutered. Basically. Ball lightning becomes lightning serpent. Which okay. I don't even know what lightning serpent is. Neither do I. I was going to say, I cannot tell you what lightning serpent is. Okay. Here Hang we on. Go. I, I got it pulled up here. It's X and a red for two, one trample haste. Okay. Uh, Lightning Serpent comes into play with X plus one plus O counters on it, and at the end of the turn, sacrifice Lightning Serpent. So it's so kind it's, of a build yeah, your own, build light, your ball, own lightning. ball lightning. Is ball lightning that much too good? Anyway, yeah, we have a Johnny's Chosen, which mm-hmm. I don't know that card. I think that was M14. Well, it's becoming Archon of Sun's Grace. I mean, that's effectively the same card okay actually i think our kind of sun's grace is just better it probably is just better it was printed in 2000 after 2019 yeah so, so it is just better i'm sure angelic arbiter becomes sarah's guardian mm-hmm. oh a johnny's chosen i think isn't for power level i think that's for templating that's what I this card's templated really weird okay draconic roar which is like mm-hmm. it deals three to the creature and three to a player if you control a dragon or have a dragon in your hand. Right, yeah. Is become Scorching Dragon Fire. I'm sure that's a templating thing. I don't know. This might be power level too, especially if they're bringing back Amonkhet Remastered. Oh, which Glorybringer. We'll, we'll get to in a minute. Yeah, Draconic Roar and Glorybringer would be quite the beating. You have Goblin Lore, which is becoming yeah. a card that has nothing to do with Goblin Lore. It's becoming Goblish Aura Flame. Oh. Which is like, isn't it like three in a red? No, it's just That's... one in a red. This Goblin Aura Flame's the uh, Modern Horizons card. Okay. It's like one in a red for an enchantment and all attacking creatures you control get plus one plus oh. I was giving it Orcish Aura Flames uh, yeah. casting cost. Yeah, the, those two cards are nothing alike. Flame Tongue the... becomes Kavu Fanatic of Mogus? Yeah. I don't know. They do two pretty different things, but I mean, they're kind of the same thing. They're close-ish. Exhum, one yeah. and a black, becomes Bond of Revival, four and a black. 
Uh, yeah, I don't get that either. They're bringing things back. That's clearly a power level thing. They hate yeah. fun. Uh, yeah. At least the kind of fun we like. Oh, gosh. Fiadia Seer? Sure. Becomes, we'll go with that. Which is the green Sinbad, or Sinbad is the blue this. Like You tap it, and if the top yeah. card's a land, you get to put it in your hand. Yep, otherwise uh, you discard it. Yeah, this becomes a dry-eyed green seeker. Pretty close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, close-ish. Mausoleum Turnkey? I don't know that card. Three and a black for a 3-2 Ogre Rogue. When it enters the battlefield, return creature card of an opponent's choice from your graveyard to your hand. This has got to be templating. Becomes Audacious Thief? Yeah, okay, yeah. whatever. Uh, Path to Exile becomes Banishing Light. That's power level. Yeah, yep. Read the runes becomes Gadwick the Wizened. Yeah. Reanimate becomes Doomed Necromancer. Clearly power level. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what Doomed Necromancer does. Two and a black for a 2-2 Human Cleric Mercenary. Pay a black and tap it and sacrifice it to reanimate something. Okay. Ristic Study becomes Teferi's Ageless Insight. And that's like if yeah. you were to draw a card... Your second card of a turn, you get to draw another one or something? Yeah, if you would draw a card, except the first one you draw in each of your draw steps, draw two cards instead. Okay. Shieldred the Whispering One becomes Carnifex Demon? Yeah. This is a Scars card. This is kind of a weird substitution. Okay. Uh, four Black Black for a 6-6 six, six Flyer. It enters a battlefield with two Negwin Negwin counters on it, and you can... Pay a black to move a neg one, neg one counter to something else. Okay, Scourge of Nel- Neltoth becomes Woe Strider. Woohoo! A sc- Scourging Bandar? Scrounging. This Scrounging. was a Kaladesh card. No, that's Wily Bandar. Okay, then this was an Aether Revolt card. Okay. Uh, becomes Palumbrite Druid. Sure. Thought Scour becomes Weight of Memory. All right. Which those two things are not even close to being the same. Well, I mean, they are, but one costs four mana more for almost the same effect. And then time to feed becomes prey upon. I think that a lot of the templating cards are cards that like your opponent has to pick something for you. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's a lot of things where like, it's asking like you to make a lot of decisions or for like your opponents to make decisions for you or the cards that they kind of cut. Yeah. So those are all the the changes. So Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to get different cards in your arena packs than you will in your physical packs. And they did this because they want all of the jumpstart cards to be legal in arena. So they want them to historic. Sorry, legal and historic. So they want those cards to both work from a rules perspective and to not totally break the format. Right. Though I don't know how much they test historic. Yeah, I really don't know. One of the other things that they announced here was Amonkhet Remastered, which is cool. It will bring historic a little bit closer to Pioneer, but you're also injecting a bunch of cards now that aren't legal in Pioneer into historic. Yeah, historic is going to be like its own thing. Which yeah, it has a been really weird thing, and it's gonna is really gonna be its own thing. Yeah, and I'm still gonna use it as like kind of a, you know, hey, is this like a deck that could work in Pioneer? 
right can i like learn learn these lines or learn how this deck works and see if i like it yeah. uh, i don't know if i'm going to go like super hard and make a pioneer like a historic specific deck and the uh, idea of using historic to like kind of test pioneer might mm-hmm. really go out the window when you you add like 600 or 500 new cards right like that might just not be doable anymore mm-hmm. oh if you play uh what is it called brawl they're just gonna make brawl free forever now yeah uh one of the reasons they said that they didn't want to make brawl free is they were afraid it would kind of hamper people playing standard or historic or limited or whatever and surprise surprise it didn't yeah enough just pe- like everybody said <laughs> yeah enough people played on arena that your queue times aren't super long right so so that's yep. good was there anything else from the state of the game um just the Amonkhet remastered i think was the only the only thing and i think Um, we've talked about what a remastered set is right yeah they're basically taking the Amonkhet block and cutting out the cards nobody's gonna play anyway and making it available for draft but unlike the cube you get to keep these cards and they will be legal and historic yeah so this is kind of an this is a time that is going to be very taxing on wild cards oh yeah with three sets coming in like a month yeah well i mean it's going to be four sets by the end of the year yeah yeah because i mean you have well i don't think i'm gonna keep remasters till the fall i thought it was like august but i might be wrong Oh, maybe. Oh, yes, it's August. Wow. Yeah, so, like, you're just going to, like, get done with your core 21 cards. You're going to have played some Jumpstart, and then you'll be like, boom, I'm going to get remastered. Yeah, I mean, at least it's draft, though, so hopefully you'll draft what you need instead of... Yeah, instead of just randomly opening packs. Yeah. But, yeah, it is a, a lot of... A lot, a lot, a lot of cards coming onto Arena in yeah. a very short time. There was a one more thing that we didn't quite touch on, and that was how Jumpstart's coming to Arena. Okay, yeah. And that's mainly because they didn't say. They quoted right here off of the State of the Game announcement is, the Jumpstart play experience on MTG Arena will be part of a limited event, e.g. draft slash sealed using theme boosters, and will contain over 500 cards. So I'm hoping against hope that the like sealed part of it is you get two packs or they give you like an option for like three packs and you, you pick, pick the two you want to, you pick the two you want to shuffle together. Yeah. Right. And not that it's that they like give you six boosters. I, I don't think so. Mainly because like the whole idea of this is to get people interested in limited. And I don't think, doing that gets people interested in limited i think like the goal is to just get people playing limited games yeah so i don't think you're going to be you know opening six boosters i also don't know how draft will work yeah that seems weird as well yeah i mean unless they've made like a like a draft set out of it for arena right because they Mm -hmm. could easily build packs 
like they would. Yeah, but doesn't that kind of undermine everything that they're going for here? Yes, but they're they're the ones that said they wanted to do draft. So yeah. I don't know how they would do it other than yeah, like I don't know either. almost like the cube. Because like with 500 cards, that's just a cube. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm still kind of thinking that there's a way to draft the whole pack. Yeah. We'll I, I don't know what it is, but there has to be a way. Because I don't think you'd break up the themes. I don't think they want to break the themes up. That kind of negates the whole point of having themes. I would guess that there's going to be a way to draft the whole theme. Okay. Um, I'm calling it. Okay. It's my called shot. Called <laughs> shot. So we will we will see. Yeah. But yeah, I will probably, like I said, I'm going to be saving my core 21 booster packs until yeah. I do uh, Jumpstart. Yep. And like, so that way, if I like a bunch of Jumpstart and I jam like tons of Jumpstart games. Yep. You're not just wasting your core 21 packs. I'm not just, yeah, exactly. Because, you know, I want to open as few of those as possible. Yep. Hey, so. did you... uh you said you played a little bit of arena today. Have you seen the new deck builder? I did not. I just, uh, I did my drafts and built my deck as normal. I didn't notice anything different. I didn't go into like a lot. I guess there's a lot more options now than there used to be. I didn't go into most of them, but I did notice that there's now an arrow in the middle of the screen where you can have your deck take up the whole screen instead of looking at your collection up top. Oh, that so that's kind of nice. And that'll be nice for people sharing screenshots of decks on like Twitter and Facebook and stuff too. I know, like that is that is a, always a dilemma. Yeah, where you got like two lands cut off and you don't know what they are. Yeah, and to fix that, you like have to drag all your cards over. Right. And that just becomes awful as well. Yeah, and that also eats into where your sideboard's supposed to be. So if yeah, it, if it's the best of three deck, you don't get the sideboard. Yeah, so that's really good. That is that is a quality life improvement I can get behind. Yeah, me too. And they said that there's like that the search function has all these additional like all this additional functionality. Yeah, I didn't I didn't go in and try. I that. didn't miss that either. Again, you don't have to search as much if you were to take the seven different ops I have, right. condense them into one opt that yep. I could say I want an opt. And then when I click on the op, you could open up the window and be like, which one? Yeah. Or I could just like to set it to give me whatever ops on top. I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't care if it's Teferi or the pirate. Yeah. Or, um, you know, which blood fill caves you want? The black red one that gains me a life when it comes into play. That's the one I, I want. I don't want any of them. I don't ever want to play that card. When they do the artisan events... Or the popper event. Sometimes oh, you gotta yeah, get true. you gotta get down and dirty with your tap lands, man. Yeah. Those thriving oh, so the, dirty. Yeah, those thriving lands will be good in the uh Oh yeah. In like the artisan events. Like yeah. yeah, those will be good. Yeah. So there is our called shot. Thriving lands for popper. Yep. If you can get in yeah, on some thriving lands. Getting on some thriving lands cheap, there you go. Yep. All right. So I think that is a show. I think so. I think we talked about everything I wanted to talk about. I don't think I have anything else. Awesome. So if you want to tweet us how you're doing at Core 21 Limited or like what sweet Core 21 decks you have, you can tweet at us at 
Casual Tripod on Twitter. Yep, you can hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. You can also drop us a line through email at show at casualtryhardmtg.com. Please remember if you're going to be purchasing any uh, Core 21 singles or Jumpstart singles and you can't make it to your LGS to pick them up or if they don't have them in stock, hop on over to our TCG affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Help us support the show a little bit. If you want to check out some of our sweet Patreon-only content, whether it's our Discord room or access to our show notes or our super sweet, completely unscripted pre-show ramblings, um, go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Um, If you're not in our Discord, remember to hop on over there, follow the link in the description, or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter, however you want, and we'll make sure you get an invite link. Do we have anything else today, or is that it? I think that's about it. All right, that's a show. We will catch you guys on the interwebs. Yep, we will catch you on the internet.